Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Why Did I Like It? My name is Mike A. Sims, and I am your host. Okay, let's get right into it. Quick recap of what the show is like or what the show is about. The show is about me, Mike A. Sims, a.k.a. The Nefarious, looking at something that I liked back or something that I believe I might have liked back in my adolescence, usually the age 12 and under, sometimes... Usually age 12 and under, because when I was a teenager, I pretty much had everything sewn up and I knew everything. Quite unlike now, which I don't know anything. It was weird. I knew more when I was younger than I do now. Um, I knew everything when I was in my 20s. So last week we did Why Did I Like Superhuman Samurai, which was a kid's show, a Power Ranger-esque show from the 90s. Did a whole watch along uh, if you'd like to or if you wanted to. We get it. I watched Samurai while you guys listened along as I discussed the joys of teenagers going into cyberspace to fight to make a phone call to the girls they like. That's literally what the episode was about in a nutshell. It went off well. To answer one question from the last episode, where did Sam get the gauntlet in Superhuman Samurai? I'm going to go... Superhuman Samurai <laughs> Cyber Squad to the always reliable internet. Oh, got it. That makes more sense. So if you listened to the last episode of Superhuman Samurai, I was extremely confused by the fact that the main character, Sam, played by Matthew Lawrence, who I referred to over and over again, way too many times, he inexplicably got something on his wrist that allowed him to become this superhero. And I spent like a good like three seconds, maybe, maybe a minute. I don't know. Time is is a horrible human construct. I'm trying to figure out where he got the thing on his wrist. Apparently when he got zapped and put into the computer, that's when he got it. For those of you who didn't listen to that episode, go back and listen so you can be in the loop. Don't you want to be cool? Don't you want to know what we're all talking about? I spent my entire life, I spent my entire life trying to be cool and wanted to know what everyone's talking about. You have the opportunity right now to do that. All right. So moving on to what today's episode is about. We all know or have at some point played video games. If you're that person who says, I don't play video games, I can assure you at some point in your life, whether it was a Wii, whether it was Switch, whether it was a VR game at Dave & Buster's, whether it was something at a carnival, you've played a video game. Don't be that person. That's the same person who tries to argue the whole, you know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie thing that no one cares about and is not witty. The same person who tries to argue the pineapple on a pizza nonsense. Don't be that person. We've all played a video game. Personally, I like to consider myself a gamer until I play against other gamers who are actually experienced and I realize I'm not one. So I like to consider myself a casual, sometimes hardcore gamer. Hardcore meaning I played a lot of Mortal Kombat 2 and every wrestling game that I've ever owned, I've played for hours on end. So today I decided to take a look at the first video game I ever, ever played because I've played it, yeah, a couple times here and there, yes, but I'm never playing it really seriously or actually paying attention when I play it. And I haven't played it in a while, to be honest. And that, of course, is Super Mario Brothers. So today's episode, after that long preamble and introduction, I'm going to find out why did I like Super Mario Brothers? Now, the gaming industry has been around for eons. It really hit its stride in the 80s. And there's a lot of great documentaries about the beginning of it and everything like that. Arcades were very big, especially at the rise of the mall and, you know, youth culture of the 80s and 90s basically was built around the mall and and arcades. They, you know, it was a meeting spot for teenagers who, you know, there's no clubs, no bars for them. So that's where they went to hang out and spend what little money they made from allowance or their, you know, part-time jobs. So video game culture was big, 
But it really hit its stride when the Nintendo Entertainment System or the Famicom, the family computer, I believe is what Famicom stood for, as it was known in Japan or in in the Asian market where it was uh, created. Once that was exported over to the United States, the Nintendo Entertainment System was the item to have. And I still remember, like it was yesterday, when our parents showed up at our house with that big black box with all the pictures of the games on the back and the pictures of the Nintendo on the front, which I still have to this day. And my brother and my sister and I lost our mind. Then it went one step further because we went to a garage sale one day and we bought a box of video games for like a dollar. And it was like Bubble Bobble and Dragon, like uh, something Quest and Mega Man 1 and all like Castle of... It was Zelda, all these different things. My brother did lend our Nintendo to some kid or lent something to some kid who ended up stealing it. And that was a whole different thing. But whatever. I somehow got our Nintendo back. Or they, they borrowed the connector. Something happened. Mark did something. Anyway, I did get the connector back. So I have the Nintendo to this day. It kind of works, but whatever. The point is, this kicked off my love of video games, and um, which I have to this day. Again, I'm not really good at them, but I do like to play them. No, that's a lot. I'm de- I feel like I'm good. You know what? It's one of those things. It's like bowling. Everyone says they're really good. It's like bowling and pool. Everyone says they're really good at bowling and really good at pool until they have to play against somebody who actually is good or actually cares about it, and then they usually do like okay at best. That's how I feel about video games. It's like, against the majority of the population who didn't used to play video games, I was really good. And then as people started playing video games of all ages and sizes and whatever, I kind of got decent. And then since I wasn't playing video games for a very long time, I was mediocre at best. But now I feel like I'm okay. None of this has anything to do with anything. Anyway, this exposure to Mario would become something that I loved for basically my entire life. There's something about the world of Mario Because Nintendo, to me, is like the Disney of video games. It's like they use the same characters, and they put them in different scenarios, and they they sometimes modernize them, and they sometimes add something to them, but they're still the same characters at its core. So whereas you'll get a a Lion King remake, or you'll get Timon and Pumbaa having a show on, you know, Disney Afternoon or whatever, it's, it's still them using the basis or the foundation of the Lion King to make something different. So that's like the same thing with Mario. It's like whether it's Mario Kart or Mario Party or Super Mario 64 or Mario Galaxy or even the Mario TV show from back in the day when I was a kid. Like, I just love the world of Mario. It's so colorful and it's so bright and it's always so positive. And yes, it's about a plumber from, I think, Queens or Brooklyn who him and his brother go into a sewer to fight a dragon who keeps kidnapping his girlfriend, I don't know, while collecting a bunch of coins that he never spends. It's still just something about the whole Mario game, Mario franchise that I genuinely love. Like, if I'm in a bad mood and I start playing, because right now I have uh, the latest one for the Nintendo Switch, which is, you know, Mario Odyssey or whatever it's called. And also the the four-player one that they have on Switch. I can't remember any of these games right now. Oh, my goodness. Also, if you're new to this show, I don't do any research because I need to experience everything as it happens to give you an authentic experience. It's like having freshly made anything, you know. I'm As you can hear the clicks, I'm looking at my Switch. So, oh, Super Mario 3D World is the name of the game that I play. And then Super Mario Odyssey, I was right. I also play Mario Kart 8 with my son. He's four and he's really good. But anyway, I just I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mario games now. But do I still like the Mario game that started it all? I know there was the other Mario game where they'd, Luigi and Mario would walk down a bunch of platforms and knock things over. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking Super Mario Brothers. 
does this game still hold up? Do I still like this game? Am I still enthralled by a small plumber going around on an 8-bit course, getting coins and then fighting a dragon? I even made a song, side note pivot, I even made a song based around Your Princess is Another Castle. Um, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but that's what happens normally when Mario goes to try and save Princess Peach from the villain. Mario keeps beating the villain's underlings, prompting these underlings to say, your princess is another castle. So I wrote a song about that. It's on my Spotify. That's Mike versus M-I-C-V-E-R-S-Y-S. It's a very dope song. Uses video game verbiage to illustrate the story. So needless to say, I consider myself a gamer, um, even if I'm not the most prolific. Having said that, my mother and my sister, around the time of, I'm going to say 2014, 2015, for Christmas, did something unexpected. They actually waited in line for the hot new item of that year, which was a Nintendo Classic. Now, mind you, yes, we still have the original Nintendo, but it seldom works. I've replaced pieces and it will turn on, but it doesn't really connect. So it's kind of, it would take some some finessing to work. So my mother and my sister bought me a re-released version of the Nintendo that came with preloaded games and one controller, not two for some reason, but then they released two with the Super Nintendo Classic like the following couple of years, which is weird, but the Nintendo Classic was literally a, a sellout. It was, you were not getting a Nintendo Classic unless you were waiting on it. My sister and mother waited in the snow, not just for one, but for two. Crazy, 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 crazy. So um, that's what I'm going to be playing this on. And I'm going to see how it holds up. I still, I mean, I I use the Nintendo Classic to play Bubble Bobble, which is why I'm not doing that instead, which was a game where these two dragons would blow bubbles and capture their, their enemies and then jump on the bubbles and pop them. And then the enemies would fly away. And my brother and I would play that for hours, hours. We were obsessed with Bubble Bobble. Um, but I don't want to play that because I already know why I like it because, you know, it's tied to my brother. But why do I like Mario so much? Let's see. Let's see where the fascination started. Let's see where the enthrallment came about. Let's see why did I like Mario. Let's go to it. So what I'm going to do today is not tomorrow and not yesterday because I can't go back in time. Not yet. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play through a level. No, I'm going to play through (laughs) Super Mario Brothers until I die. If I don't die, then it's going to go on forever. And this podcast will be six hours and it'll be up to my producer, Brian, to cut it down himself. Because I'm not going to do it because I don't have to. It's my life and I do what I want. All right. So using my Nintendo Classic, let's... Oh. (laughs) This is the Book of the Dead. Ah, I may have to explain that reference because I just set it out of context. Okay. So I blew on the top of the the Nintendo Classic and dust came off of it. And whenever I blow on anything and dust comes off of it, I think of The Mummy with Brendan Fraser um, where somebody blew off that. And then another character later on says, thou must not read from the book about the Book of the Dead. So I just said the Book of the Dead. Also, Brendan Fraser is killing it right now. Go look at his YouTube videos where he's humbly accepting the standing ovation. It'll just warm your heart. Maybe I'm just a sappy guy. Maybe that's why I liked Mario, because it's it's so, it just reminds me of, um, I don't know, just the happiness and the the easiness of youth. We'll see. But then if I use that as the reason, that'll be why I liked anything. My favorite one, which I can also remember because I've also played that recently, Super Mario Brothers 2, which was a departure from the Mario formula, like, vastly, because it was based on a different game that they just ported over. Because, okay, so when they made, they made Super Mario Brothers, it was a huge hit. Then they made the sequel, but it was only released in Japan. They released 
Super Mario Brothers 2 over here in America uh, under the name Super Mario The Lost Levels. But they did release a sequel called Super Mario Brothers 2 that was a repurposed uh, game from Japan. There was a game with four characters. It was, I want to say it was like an Arabian-based game because one of the characters were fly and there was a lot of like Arabian imagery in it. And what they did was they changed the sprites out the original characters, they put Mario characters there. So they changed it to from the original characters to Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, and Toad. And my brother and sister and I love that game. So I'm not going to play that one. Also Super Mario Bros. 3. I've played it a few times. And I do like it, but it's not necessarily... There's not much tied to it. So what we're going to do is we're going to hop into this bad boy right now. Um, that's where we're going to play Super Mario Bros. 3. This is why did I like it. And Mike is about to start playing Mario Brothers. Right away, I have to say, controls have come a long way because this Nintendo control just has a direction pad, a.k.a. a D-pad, a select, a start button, and B and A. I had to see if select really worked. You can't actually select each option. It's so funny that select is a, was a button for so long. Okay, we're off to the races. I have this theory, and I probably should have looked it up before, but like I said, I don't do any research or homework uh, before I do these things. I think every Mario level starts with him being approached by a Goomba, which is those angry face mushroom things. I'm pretty sure. I also remember the, I think I remember the, no, I definitely remember the secret passage. Oh, passageways in this one. There's so many hidden secrets. Like I've, I've always, I've always wanted to, but I've never actually seen it. I've wanted to, uh, oh, there's like a hidden life right here, isn't there? I've always wanted to watch one of those like minute run throughs, but. It just, it just, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's where these really talented gamers use every single, like, every trick in the book to do a speed run. Oh, it's called a speed run. Do the Mario games or, like, just different video games. I've seen clips, like everybody else in the world has seen clips of things. And it's very impressive. But even though it's a minute showing the rate of consumption in America, uh, I just can't get behind it. I'm like, eh. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to sit there for an entire minute and watch a video game that I played when I was younger, so no. I will say that, like, the sprite version of Mario is, uh, oh, oh man, I jumped over everything, is uh, iconic. So whenever I see it on merchandise or anything like that, I always get excited because I'm like, oh, it's Mario, it's 8-Bit Mario. And he actually inspired the video or the, the micro video that I have for Your Princess is Another Castle by Mike Versus. You can also see that on YouTube. I think I posted the video on YouTube. If not, I will. Uh, where I do an 8-bit version of myself with a hoodie on and everything that I designed myself because I can do a lot of things. But instead, I choose to talk to you guys about uh, things from my childhood that I might have liked. Thank you for joining me if you're one of the people doing that. Wait, how else did you hear this if you're not one of the people doing that? So now I'm on level two already. And it always confused me with Mario, like, World one dash two, like I know, <laughs> like people are like, well, this means whatever. But realistically, as a kid, did you know what World one dash two meant? We just knew it was the next level. Like no one really knew what it was. But I guess it's like this is the 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 first. I'm using another shortcut. This is the. <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so now I'm to the warp zone. I'm gonna warp to World four, I believe. Okay. I'll make it, yeah, this might be a speed run right now. I think I'm speed running this. Okay, let me pause this, because this is where I start to die. So, like, this game has a ton of, like, secrets and stuff like that. I mean, all the Mario games really do, but Super Mario Brothers, the original, I, I believe it does. I believe it does. 
Um, I just did this whole, this secret that we've known about since we were kids. I don't even know who showed it to me initially. I couldn't tell you which one of my family members showed me that secret where in the second level, you knock a hole in the ceiling and then you climb through the, you basically run across the ceiling to get to the warp place and it takes you four worlds ahead. So you skip world two, three and go to four. Um, and now you're level one of world four, which is a, it's crazy. Four dash one. Like what kid is supposed to understand that? Like what child would be like, oh yeah, I know what that means. What adults would even know what that means? So um, I'm here now. And this is where I, t- <laughs> this is why I usually die. Because this is where I usually check out of the game. Because I'm just like, you know, whatever. The sprite of Mario and how it got its name is really funny. Um, I just know that because I've consumed so many just doc- like, well, yeah, documentaries, like the games that made us. Was it the games that made us? Or whatever. I watch documentaries about things. And he was, uh, he was based on, I want to believe it was like a, a, a oh my gosh, like a, uh, a janitor who worked in the offices of um, Nintendo in Japan, I believe, created, of course, by Shigeru Miyamoto, who is like a legend in the video game sphere. You know, most things that I like, honestly, I tend to be more fascinated by their creators and their conception than the actual product itself. Well, certain things like, you know, video games are definitely one of them. Um, movies also, which explains my fascination with the movie making process. Video games fascinate me even more so because the industry for the longest time was shrouded in mystery. Not because it was built like that, but because people just, for the most part, didn't really care what video game developers and designers were doing. You had your your diehards, like in any kind of fandom, that were just, they knew all the producers, they knew all the creators, they knew all the, the designers and everything and the game testers. But that was such a small world. And it wasn't until, you know, I really want to say Halo and Wii. Halo and the first-person shooter, like, expansion of, like, the the mid-2000s to early 2010s. Mid-2000s, yeah, early 2010s, when they blew up and then esports blew up. And then the Wii really pushed it over the top. The Nintendo Wii that had the nunchuck and people were, like, who were casual gamers at best or even, like, had a, a loose grasp of gaming. They could control, I mean, they could use their hands so they could use the Wii, meaning they didn't have to press buttons. They could just wave their hands around and that was, and that would enable them to, um, to enjoy it. So with the advent of the Wii and with the first-person shooter, video games, that's when it really, really blew up. And now, my goodness, like, it's an untouchable industry with Twitch streamers being, like, you know, basically modern day celebrities to the point where they were even in that movie free guy with uh Ryan Reynolds. That's about a non-playable character becoming like sentient. And it had, a, it was a hit movie. It was, it was a massive success. And then you had um, uncharted, which was based on a video game became massive success. Sonic had a sequel that was even better than the first one. I love those movies. So video games now are, are mainstream. They're very mainstream. Back when, when this game came out and it's still paused, if you're wondering if I died yet, <laughs> I'm just talking. If you ever go out to dinner with me, which if you'd like to take me out to dinner, uh, I will absolutely uh, accept. And thank you in advance for spending so much money on me because I will get the most expensive things. But if you take me out to dinner, I do this as well. I get enthralled in the conversation of the company with my company and I just, I seldom eat. So um, it's happening right now too. I also paused a lot of the episode prior to this, but what can I say? It's part of my rascally charm. So Shigeru Miyamoto, anyway, he uh, developed Mario. Mario actually started as a character in Donkey Kong, who I also love because they had a Nintendo 64 Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong 64. My brother and I used to play it also. Loved that game. Still have it also. Loved it. Loved it. Never beaten it. Did I? I think I did beat it eventually. I think I beat it. I also got to this point where like video games that I hadn't beaten when I was younger, I just started eventually YouTubing the endings because that's just as satisfying, baby. 
Do you think I beat Kingdom Hearts? No. I own Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, but I've seen all the endings. I don't know why I just said that like I was a cool 1950s uh, Rat Pack singer, but whatever. Anyway, Mario was based on... uh, uh, No, it wasn't a janitor. I said janitor. (laughs) Real estate developer. Real estate developer. Uh, Mario Mario something. Mario... Let me look that up. It's going to bother me now. But yeah, but Mario was called Jumpman back in the day. And um, when I think when he was in Donkey Kong, he was called Jumpman in in America. I don't know if he had a name in... uh, Japan. Oh, he had to because Shigeru Miyamoto, who created Mario, wanted him to be like, it was like the head of Nintendo, created him to be like in every single game um, and to be like essentially their mascot, you know, which he is. He is. So, you know, he manifested, so he, his destiny came true. I think this was also after Mr. Game & Watch was created, which was also another like Nintendo thing that was imagine in the early stages of a handheld video game, aka a Game Boy, um, that was very rudimentary, just like green screen, or I think it was like a gray screen, black graphics, whatever. The point is Mario was the first one. And um, when they made Donkey Kong available in the United States, they changed his name from Jumpman to Mario after, I think the Nintendo decided to... to Name it after their landlord, basically. Mario Seagal. There we go. So, oh, this is actually, wow, I just Googled his name. According to a widely circulated story, and it also takes with a grain of salt, during the localization of Donkey Kong for American audiences, Nintendo of America's warehouse landlord, Mario Seagal, confronted then-president Minoru Arakawa demanding rent. Following a heated argument in which Nintendo employees eventually convinced Seagal he would be paid, they opted to name the character in the game Mario after him. Oh, nice. Oh, also, his name is Mario Mario, which is hilarious because they said that in the movie. Okay, let's pivot to that. Rant time. Brian put in the bell. Now, Super Mario Brothers becomes a massive video game hit. So what's the next thing that happens? You just heard me mention it with Uncharted. They did it with Tomb Raider. They did it with, can't think of a third example, Rule of Threes, Rule of Threes, Rule of Threes. Oh, Assassin's Creed. And even to a lesser extent, The Witcher. Oh, Mike, you went overboard and you did a fourth example. Doesn't matter. So... Mario becomes a massive hit, and they decide to do a movie version starring Bob Haskins, Hoskins, Bob Hoskins, and John Leguizamo. Fantastic. I love John Leguizamo. I absolutely do. I think he's hilarious. I think he's talented. I think he's brilliant. Uh, I think Bob Hoskins is one of the greatest actors ever. He, he's just, he's, he was amazing in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was amazing in anything that he was in. This movie, I... Yeah, I should, put, I should do Why Did I Like It for that. Because I feel like I liked it, but also I had seen it on vacation with my siblings in Jamaica. We were there for like a good two weeks. It was more, it was more like we were just living in Jamaica with our cousins for two weeks. And there was a very limited selection of stuff to, you know, partake in as far as, you know, like electronics and stuff like that. So they had a copy of Super Mario Brothers. So we watched this VHS over and over and over again. I feel like because of that, I have an emotional attachment to the movie, but I don't remember if I really liked it. I know it's gotten a lot of heat and I've watched a lot of retrospects on it, but sometimes when people say, I don't believe in guilty pleasures. I don't. If you enjoy something, you enjoy something, period, point blank, that's it. Like, don't let anybody make you feel guilty. I do not believe in guilty pleasures. So people will say, oh, it's a guilty pleasure. It's so bad. It's good. No, if I like something, I like something. So I'll probably do an episode on that to see why did I like it? Because I, I think maybe the movie gets a bad rap and maybe there's a good movie in there. I could be wrong. It could just be terrible. But we'll see. We'll do, we'll do one on that. All right, rant over. But in the movie, they say that Mario's name is Mario Mario, which kind of makes sense because they're the Mario brothers and it's Mario and Luigi. So Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. 
Also, John Leguizamo is very Spanish, and Bob Hoskins is very British. He had an American accent in the movie, but whatever. All right, let's go back to this. Piranha Plants. It's funny to see, like, again, the 8-bit uh, animation. Oh, Lakitu. My son saying Lakitu. Lakitu is the, is the character who floats and throws down these spiny-shelled monsters on the floor. He floats on a cloud. If you ever played Mario Kart or, or any of the other games, he's usually the character who floats with, like, the start sign and... He floats with the camera in different in Super Mario 64. Anything that like requires a character to be in the sky. Oh, snap. It's Lakitu. My son, whenever I tell him Lakitu's name, he's like, Lakitu? This is the level where I usually die because Lakitu is just those, these big spiny. Oh my goodness, I just beat it. Ah, oh, and I fell to the bottom of the flag, so I got 400 points. Yeah. There's also an expansive roster of Mario characters. And the amazing thing about that is that they use all of them all the time. <laughs> like, except for Bowser's brother, which was a, look it up, is a mysterious character that may or may not exist called Bowser's brother. Anyway, okay, we're on to level, I don't even know. I, do, I don't know. I, honest, I honestly have no idea. I said it every time, but I really don't know. So anyway, there's an expansive cast of characters in Super Mario like, so they had Super Mario Land, which was the Game Boy version of, of Mario. And uh, they had Princess Daisy in that one. And um, I was wondering what was going to happen to her. And then one day they made her into, like, Luigi's girlfriend. And it was very cool. So now Mario has Peach and Luigi has Daisy. I will say it is also very cool that uh, then they made Wario, who is, like, a dark, evil version of Mario. And then they made Waluigi, which doesn't make any sense because it's, but they had to make it because there's no way to get an upside down L to be anything at all because it just doesn't exist. Like Mario, upside down W, Wario. Luigi, upside down L, Waluigi. Oh, and I just got to warp zone level five. Maybe I remember this game more than I really, no, I don't remember this game. But anyway, so now I'm up to warp level five. This is probably where I really die because I kind of got through these first few levels pretty quickly. And this is muscle memory more than anything else. Um, my favorite character from the Mario mythos, though, is Mauser, who is from Super Mario Bros. 2. And he's this mouse that just, like, threw bombs. And it was... Oh, oh no! See? <sighs> Always happens on this level, man. If you wonder what happened, I just, I just became small. Oh! Oh, there we go. Okay, I got star power. Star power from my tricks. I ran across the bridge. You're looking like a hole. Don't be mad at me. She's in another castle. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I just got to one up. It's not the hardest game in the world, but it is very difficult. Oh, my goodness. Yo, yo, I have not gotten this far in eons, like literally in years. Okay. I'm murking it right now. Putting that delicious work, son. So just beat another level. No fireworks, though. Okay. I'm in world 5-2. If anybody knows what that means, thank you. Why am I thanking you? So I have... Wait, how many lives do I have? <laughs> Why isn't how many lives I have here? Oh, oh, wow. I spoke too soon. I just got murked with a bullet. And also, it's hilarious to me that Mario names everything. It can't just be like a bullet. It's like Bullet Bill. It's like bob Omb. It's like everything that has ever... <laughs> That has ever moved with a face. And if it has a face in Mario's world, then it has a name. Literally. Doesn't even have to make sense. So Bullet Bill, Bob-omb, like all of that. I'm partial somewhat to the Hammer Bros. 
Oh, yo. I just ran into a hammer, bro. Oh, they were difficult, man. And of course, he just turned me small because the hammer bros were almost impossible. Wow. Okay, so I just ran into two hammer bros. Didn't know World 5-1 had the hammer bros in it. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. We're kind of to the end of World 5-2. Oh, another hammer bro. No. Why so many hammer bros? Yo, their, their reach is crazy. Okay, there's two hammer bros and a piranha plant right in front of me. This is, and this, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I actually made it past them, the hammer bros, and I fell into a hole. Oh, that was so disheartening. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I took out a hammer and got hit by a hammer at the same time. <sighs> I got one life left, guys. Okay, let's see if I can make it. Okay. Oh, my goodness, yo. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. So the hammer bros, as I just said it, the hammer bros took me out. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Rest in peace, sweet Mario. So I got to world five dash, whatever I said, which I'm very impressed with, but I tend to die around the same part. And I was actually paying attention just now. Okay. Let's figure out why did I like it. Let's, let's figure out. Let's figure out. Okay. Looking back at this, again, I don't look at it just through the lens of now, I just put myself back there and I can absolutely see Young Mike being just, because look at the, even the title screen, the big Super Mario Bros and Brown and like the fact that I'm controlling this sprite and I'm able to like run through this world, this fantastical world that looks very cool. Even now, I still I still love the imagery of the 8-bit Super Mario Bros. I, I love 8-bit in general. It never gets old to me. Scott Pilgrim, this comic book series, was eventually adapted into a movie and a video game. It's about a slacker who has like special fighting abilities and has to defeat these seven ex-boyfriends of this woman that he loves. They released a game that was kind of in the 8-bit style, but it was like an updated version of it. And I love the game, but it's more of that like Sega Genesis Super Nintendo 8-bit as opposed to like this real true gritty 8-bit. And I wish they made a version of this. And I just love it. I just love it. Um, the music holds up. I'm not playing any of it because <laughs> obviously Nintendo is like Disney with... Uh, flagging you for any sort of uh, infringement. So you'll just have to Google the Super Mario Brothers theme or the soundtrack to the original game later. But I do listen to it um, sometimes. It's it's very fun. I mean, there's not even really a nostalgia factor to me because Mario is still so relevant that it's just another variation of the Mario that I know. So it's not even like, oh, this is archaic gameplay because there's games on the the phones and uh, the, on the phones, on phones that are similar to this. You know what I mean? So it's not even like I'm playing this and I'm like, man, they don't make them like this anymore. The only thing I will say is that I always bring this up, how much more difficult video games were back in the day, even though they were geared towards children, because you have Mario Brothers that has no save points. They gave me, I think, three lives. And I had an extra life, so it was really two lives. The most they'll do is if you get to the middle of a level, you can start there again if you die, but... There's no continues. Like, video games were ruthless back in the day. Like, you, if you beat a video game, then you were putting in that serious work. You were probably borrowing your parents' you know, credit card or a money card to call the 1-900 number. You probably buy Nintendo Power Magazine to get those hints and tips. Like, you were doing something because this is nigh on impossible to beat. And this is one of the easier games back then, like Ninja Gaiden or Mega Man. Oh, my goodness. So, but I, I, I appreciate the difficulty of it. I really do. The Mario that I play now, Mario 3D World and Mario Odyssey, they tend to be on the easier side. And, it, and that's cool. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's accessibility. Um, and Nintendo is comfort food, so, so I understand why. But playing this bad boy, man, like, 
like I got waxed in what, like ten minutes, <laughs> and I was and I was I was getting cocky about it. So like, I'm doing really well. Look, look at me go. Look at Big Mike go. Video games never really frustrated me because I I took them as an experience. Like yeah, like oh the game cheats, like everybody does. But it took a while for me to get there because I have a lot of patience for video games because I just love the experience. Obviously, I still have my Nintendo Classic hooked up. It was just dusty because you know I'm dirty, but. You know, it, it's in pristine condition, as are the other Nintendos. And also, I'm, I'm kind of an, a, a classic game collector in a way. I'm just by chance because my siblings don't really care about the systems that we used to have. So I just have them. I inherited them. So I keep them with me. They only care because they think sometimes that they're worth money, which I assure them, unless they're in a box and in good condition. Nobody wants our broken Nintendo 64. Nobody's looking for it. They're a dime a dozen. You can find them all over. But yeah, this started my love affair with Mario, and I can see why colorful world man the, the soundtrack the sound the mario games soundtrack are always phenomenal they're phenomenal man it started here and i love it to this day nobu uemetsu who did the soundtrack of final fantasy 9 is my that's my favorite soundtrack ever but the mario games i definitely will put them on randomly when my son and i will play with uh his old mario kart track back in the day before i put it away because it was taking too much space i play the mario soundtracks in the background like it's it's you know it's cool you know, the graphics, replay value, all that good stuff. Like, I just love it. Plus, like, who doesn't love Nintendo, man? Like, who doesn't? Even though the people will say, you know, real gamers will say, well, you know, it's for kids and blah, blah, blah. And But what is, what, what, tell me what's wrong with that. Like, should everything always be a struggle? Should everything always be super difficult? <laughs> Granted, like I said, the difficulty replay value of it back in the day is cool and you had to earn it, absolutely. But I would also like to enjoy my video games because, like I said before, I can see myself getting frustrated eventually. So back then, I loved it because it was so new. So the frustration, I didn't know what I know now about, like, there was no save points. There was nothing like that. So I appreciated it back then. But now, now that I know, it's like I could appreciate the fact that video games have respawns. They have continues. They have all that stuff. They have accessibility so everyone can enjoy it. It doesn't always have to be the most difficult game in the world. And that could just be your thing if you want it to be like that. So for me... I'm glad that I started in an era where it was a little bit harder, so I don't get really frustrated when the game is harder. But I also love the fact that now Mario games are just their comfort food. They're fun. They're so like lively and bright and just, they're awesome. You know, they're awesome. So one more time, why did I like Super Mario Brothers? Because it was a revelation in the Sims household. It was a godsend. It was unlike anything we'd ever seen. And our parents, it started a tradition of them getting us these systems that they swore they would never get us. Started here, continued with the Super Nintendo, continued with the Nintendo 64 and the PlayStation. And they would just get us all these systems while swearing blind. They They even got us the rock band stuff. Like They would claim they wouldn't get us anything and they would surprise us with them. Strangely enough, including full circle, my mother and sister getting me a Nintendo Classic. I That just dawned on me. Bang, bang, boom. That's how we end the episode. Why did I like Super Mario Brothers? Because it started my love of video games. It started my love of Super Mario. And because above all else, it's just an awesome and fun game. Now, I have been Mike A. Sims. You know what to do. Follow me on Instagram at Mike A. Sims. That's at M-I-K-E-A as in Adam. S-I-M as in Mary, M as in Mary, S, at Mike A. Sims on Instagram. It's also that on TikTok. Follow me on Twitter, at the Epic Mike V. And you can also find me on YouTube, Mike A. Sims, X, Mike Versus. That's M-I-C-V-E-R-S-Y-S. Look at all my skits, my songs, all that good stuff. Check out the online episodes, the YouTube episodes of Why Did I Like It? Check out episode one. 
Why Did I Like Superhuman Samurai? Then listen to this one. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Once more for the road, I've been Mike A. Sims. You have been awesome, and I will see you on the flip side of humanity.